Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. My name is Bill Atride, and uh, it is my fourth show for 2019, and I'm trying to keep on a pace here while I do at least, hopefully, two shows a month and maybe more. And uh, I hope to do a show next week. It's not yet clear in terms of my schedule with clients and whatnot, people coming from both out of town and out of the country, and I may have to be <clears throat> working all weekend, but maybe I can squeeze another show in. If I don't, then I probably won't be able to do a show again until later in March. Um, and so I want to include something today that I would have done next week, uh, which is looking ahead at the Mercury retrograde cycle. Yeah, I know you all get a little, <laughs> a little, a little wiggy when you hear that word. And we'll talk about what it might mean uh, for us coming up here and to take a look at that and a couple of other things. Um, and then I want to spend the, the bulk of this, this talk of mine uh, today before I take your calls uh, talking about uh, what I've done a couple times before. And it turns out every time it seems to be I talk about the mutable signs. So I talked about Virgo on in the planets and the houses, and then I did it for Sagittarius. And here we are three months later, and it's Pisces. So um, I hope to do that and get all the signs eventually. So I'll talk about what it means for every planet to be in a sign every and every sign to be on every house cusp because as i like to keep saying again and again in my readings and also on the show and my blog we're all of us made of all the signs um and so it's good to know every single sign because somewhere in your chart you have the sign of cancer somewhere in your chart you've got the sign of pisces doing something or other often it's very significant or it's a minor part but it still is something one needs to know and understand to be the complete person that we all are uh, and embrace it all. So we'll, we'll take a look at Pisces today and then hopefully next month I'll do Aries and so on and complete the journey around the stars that way in the course of a year. Um, again, so t later today I'll open the phone lines. You have to see a bunch of you hanging on here already uh, and talk about um, whatever you wanna talk about. It could be your own chart. And if you have that in mind, then certainly give me at least your date. Well, first give me your name um, and then date and place of birth. And if you have the time, great, then I can give you everything that I could possibly give you in terms of any question you have. Um, if you want to send along questions ahead of time, some people have done that and they've, they've said, oh, I'm going to call you, but here's my question or, and here's my birth information. That's great. Um, and you can always be, uh, then I can also let me know what number you're calling and I'll put you in the queue and make sure to get to you, um, which I'm happy to do. And then also, if you want to see me or, or talk to me for a real session, um, which usually a first session with anybody is an hour and a half, it's quite complete and comprehensive. I could send you uh, a sort of a layout of what I do in a first session for a client. Um, but certainly you could contact me by email, certainly is easiest. It's uh, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. So it's Bill Atride, my name, at gmail.com. Um, or you can certainly go to my, my two blog sites or the radio show site, and there's contact information there um, and phone information there, so you can always call me as well. I, I do take calls. Uh, it may go to voicemail, but I'll call you back. Um, but again, I work pretty much every day, Monday through Sunday, which I have to watch because I lost my voice last year, <laughs> but, I, but I'll, I'm being more mindful now. Um, but certainly I, I do take days off at times, and, uh, but, but when, I, when I find the time to and want to make the time for Otherwise, I love what I do, and so I pretty much work all the time. Um, and I hope all of you enjoy what you do as well, certainly. Uh, why shouldn't we? Um, so what I thought I'd do today is just spend a brief moment, because I may not have a show next weekend, and then the next weekend I know I'm away at a board meeting and such, and I won't have time for a show. Um, just briefly uh, reminding you all, and of course I'll post in the blog, that we've got our first Mercury Retrograde coming up here. Uh, that begins technically on March the 5th um, at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time, and, and it, it retrogrades all the way till March 28th. Uh, but there is a notion in astrology for many astrologers that actually uh, when Mercury passes over the point to which it will retrograde back to, we've entered what's called the retrograde zone. Well, that actually happened a couple of days ago on February the 19th. Um, 
And so if any of you who may be more particularly sensitive to Mercury began to feel that something's beginning to shift, that things are beginning to change, you're quite right, because what's happening now day after day is Mercury's beginning to change or slow down as it catches up to Earth here, and eventually, eventually will stop seemingly moving forward, though of course it's an illusion, and then turn around and go backwards starting on March the 5th. Um, it reaches the halfway point in that journey, going from retrograde to direct again, around March 14th, and that's when it passes over the sun. That is said to be a time, if retrograde is a time for reconsidering things and looking deep with, deeper within ourselves, being more careful about what we think, how we think, how we receive information, how we transmit information, that's what it's for, to clear all this up and not assume things and make trouble, but make sure we're hearing correctly and speaking clearly, even more so. It's a time to go out and clean up things and clear up things. It's a time for introspection. And if we make use of it for that, everybody benefits. But since everybody is more, as I like to say, inwardly turned, that's why so many problems and snafus arise because all of us aren't as attentive or paying attention as much as we might think we are. And so on either end of transmission or reception, mistakes happen. And so that's why we people blame Mercury retrograde, but really it's really a wonderful time for review, reconsideration, uh, re-examination, all those rewords in terms of the m mentality and understanding of things. Um, and going back and finishing up old things and often things that have been long delayed, all of a sudden they start happening with Mercury retrograde. And for all the view born with Mercury retrograde, which happens to be about 20% of most people uh, on the planet, were born during Mercury retrograde. So what about you? Uh, well, often when Mercury's retrograde is actually a really active time for all Mercury retrograde people. Things really tend to happen uh, even more than at other times, seemingly. Um, interesting enough, the US, USA was born with Mercury retrograde. So things will happen in Mercury retrograde for the USA. Um, and we're all waiting for some communications coming out right now. So that may be one indication when it may be happening. We'll see. Um, and indeed, um, we'll find that Mercury will then turn direct uh, on or around March 28th and finally not leave that retrograde zone that it entered on February 19th, not until April 16th. Um, but I would just, for the argument's sake, for most people in, in the day-to-day, -day, let's just say Mercury's retrograde starting around March 5th, though you'll feel it a few days before, and then it's a very intense when it's standing still or standing going still going retrograde or standing still going direct. So that day of March 5th and March 28th can be really intense days for communication matters for everybody, um, and we'll all have to watch that. And the entire retrograde is taking place in the sign of Pisces, which is the sign of dreams, imagination, visualization, creativity, but also us delving more deeply into our perceptions and understandings and very much the nuances of life. Uh, the intuitive self and intuitive thinking is highly activated with this period with Mercury being retrograde in the sign of intuition, the sign of Pisces. Um, so with that brief little thing, let's just move on to the, the bigger thing I wanted to do today. Um, uh, and, and that is to look at this notion of um, that we all have these energies working in us from Aries through Pisces. And it's sort of a good exercise to look at, well, what does it mean to have the sun in Pisces versus the moon in Pisces and so on? And what does it mean if you have no planets in Pisces, then usually there is a house on your chart from the first to the 12, there are 12 houses, that the sign of Pisces will be on that house and it will therefore be reflecting and shining through in that and that dimension of one's life also. So it's good just to know these things. So if you may know your chart, you may already know what this all means, but I'm going to go through it all for you now as an exercise. So first, let's start off with what we are talking about. We're in the month of Pisces, which means the sun is in Pisces. But what does it mean for an individual to have their sun in Pisces? And in Pisces, usually what we find is a very imaginative and oftentimes serene individual. They're endowed with the most defining feature of humanity, I like to say, that we humans are dreamers. And so most Pisces are very gifted. 
I like to call them the imagineers of the Zodiac, imagination and engineering. And whether they're in science like an Einstein, who was a Pisces, or arts like a Michelangelo, again a Pisces, Pisces is, a, is the sign or has the, the reputation of being the sign that redreams and reimagines all the realms that they work and play in. It is vitally important for most Pisces to set aside time, perhaps every day, for meditation, for centering, perhaps just a quiet space or time for artistic expression. Pisces are often found dwelling in the mystical or spiritual sides of life, and they need activities or studies which engage and develop their intuition and their appreciation of beauty and their sublime understanding of the sacred side of life. But what does it mean when the moon's in Pisces? Well, then a person has feelings and emotions and intuitions that are far deeper than most of us. In the most wonderful of ways, they can experience a mystical oneness with another person connecting through feelings or with an animal or even just with the nature surrounding them. But because of their emotional sensitivity, many people with the moon in Pisces will need or seek seclusion uh, under when they're under stress because they're just so wide open. And there is often a very strong feeling for an intuitive bond with their mother. Uh, but that means also throughout their life, they're working on strengthening their own emotional boundaries because it's so easy to connect and connect to things and people and places and what have you that they have to be careful they don't get entangled in emotional confusion because they don't know where they actually end and another begins. Mercury in Pisces creates a mind that is very intuitive and often has a vivid imagination. Often there is a bit, an ability to tune into other people's thoughts and therefore their interpersonal communic communications can often seem as if they are telepathic in nature. Um, and of course, when you have your Mercury in Pisces, you love when that happens. Uh, but sometimes they have difficulty in keeping distinct what is real and what they imagine to be real. Uh, they may have a very far away look in their eyes as if they are not there or certainly somewhere else, only to suddenly snap back as they return to our ordinary reality. Venus in Pisces creates, and Venus, of course, the planet of love and beauty, creates a mystical, magical union with one's partner is what's sought for. The general experience of beauty is also very transcendent, and the creative urge is often insistent, and they very and very necessarily they seem to pursue some creative activity in some fashion. True joy, that person's happiness with Venus and Pisces, is often found in inspirational activities with their partner, from sharing time in the natural beauties of the world, or found in concerts or in museums. To live and walk in beauty is the way to be happy for someone with Venus in Pisces. Now Mars, Mars in Pisces, steers a person's desires towards a more spiritual path. Now Mars is action and desire, it's the thrust in life. So since Mars rules self-assertion and Pisces is said to rule sacrifice, the trick with Mars in Pisces is learning how to be self-assertive in non-self-centered ways. So when having challenges or they're feeling assailed by circumstances or by other people, a person with my Mars and Pisces may resort to, you know, playing the role of a martyr or victim-like behavior. But when properly understood, Mars and Pisces can be a warrior for understanding, and they're often very capable of great sacrifice for the right cause or calling. Now, Jupiter in Pisces, and again, they're beginning to planets that are in a sign for a whole year or more. Jupiter was last, will be in Pisces next from 2021 to 2022. It was in Pisces from 2009 to 10. It was in Pisces from 86 to 87 and from 74 to 75. So some of you may know you have your Jupiter in Pisces. When Jupiter is in Pisces, truth is found by holding to a firm belief in the power of our faith and dreams. Jupiter in Pisces creates an intuitive search for the truth. Those with Jupiter in Pisces are the saviors, the champions of the forgotten. They are the mystics who see experience as the one and the many and lay live in the truth of the one. The gift of Jupiter in Pisces is to see all the parts of your life, the triumphs and defeats, as necessary to the forging of the diamond body of spirit. The path of truth when Jupiter is in Pisces is found through faith. 
Now Saturn, the teacher, the tester, the next planet out, it stays in, in Pisces for several years, and it was going to be there. It's going to be there next from 2023 to 2026. It was there last from 1994 to 1996, and before that, it was there from 1964 to 1967. Um, and again, depends which month when it moves in and out of those years, of course. Um, Saturn in Pisces brings the test of faith. The individual face their ultimate divide between darkness and the light and discover their true spiritual nature. This divide can be simply put to any person who has Saturn in Pisces as this. What does it mean to be fully human? One, are you still a captive of fear? and therefore circumscribed by your own self-capped shadows and so fear-filled and fatalistic about your life? Or have you realized that you are the creator dreamer who has a faith that is founded upon your immortal spiritual nature? You are fully human when you have awakened and you are a fully conscious co-creator of creation. The gift of Saturn in Pisces is to be filled with faith and hope. Now, Uranus is only in, in Pisces once every 84 years or so. So the last time it was there was 2003-2011, through 2011. It, will, it was then before there, in there, in, from 1920 to 27. So, you, so Uranus takes about 84 years to get around the heavens. So it spends about seven years in each sign. So it's more of, a, of an interpretation that applies to a sort of sub-generation within a larger generation rather than to any individual. But any generation that has Uranus and Pisces will be more able to delve into the unconscious and the hidden and, and, and work with the, their intuition. They will show their genius and individuality by the range of their imagination and belief in the power of dreams. Now, Neptune in Pisces, well, we have that now. From 2011 to 2026, Neptune's in Pisces. The last time it was there was 1848 to 1862. Now it takes 164 years to get around the solar system, so it's about 13 years in each sign. It is definitely a generational influ influence. And so it says any generation born with Neptune and Pisces possesses a greater ability to be at one with spirit. The boundaries between all realms, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, are much thinner and they are, much, are better able to appreciate the oneness of life. They will feed in, feel a need to express their spirituality through their visions and their art. They may also be inspirational teachers and creators and leaders with a more encompassing consciousness that is inspirational to others. Finally, when we get to Pluto, well, it won't be in Pisces again until 2043 to 2067. The time before that, was 1799 to 1823. And before that, it was 1553 to 1579. So it takes 250-odd years for Pluto to make a, a circuit of the solar system. And because of its highly elliptical orbit, it can be 12 to 32 years in a sign. So it, it's definitely a generational influence. And this generation, whoever has Pluto and Pisces, will use their will, because that's what Pluto rules, to achieve spiritual at one mint. They will possess the ability to break down traditional spiritual and artistic forms, transforming imagery and meanings through a profoundly deep appreciation of the nature of the universe. So some of you may have some of these planets in these signs, uh, in, in the sign of Pisces, maybe more than one. But even if you don't have any planet in Pisces, um, you probably have Pisces somewhere on your chart. And, and so going through the houses of the chart, which are realms of experiencing life, let's start with the first house, which is the house of your persona and presence and, and personality. And so the first house, when Pisces is on there, it makes the person a true sensitive. They're often very intuitive but have a, and, and very sensitive to their surroundings, physical as well as social. Often people with Pisces rising have an ability to act as a mirror to others, and they can easily take on or put aside various roles or personalities to fit the situation they're in. In a way, they're a natural actor or actress. It will tend to make the person somewhat more selfless and self-sacrificing, but they must be careful not to be taken advantage of by others also. 
When Pisces is on the second house, the house of your values and strengths and abilities, your greatest strength will be your imagination and your compassion. Often there is income from more than one source. That's because Pisces is one of these dualistic signs, all the mutable signs, Gemini and Virgo and Sagittarius and Pisces, have this quality of multiplicity or at least duality. So when it's on your second house of money, income, and resources, you often have more than one skill and maybe more than one source of income. And the work they do is more of a, should be more of a calling or a mission. They have to be inspired by what they're doing or the work is inspirational in nature for them to be happy with it. When Pisces is on the third house, the house of mind and intelligence, it fosters a very creative and imaginative mind. Often it's a dreamy mind, which again may wander off like Mercury being in Pisces, and they also have a faraway look in their eyes sometimes, as if they're seeing or perceiving something beyond our apparent reality. They may be careful and sensitive with their communications and often feel a very strong connection to their siblings because the third house also rules brothers and sisters. Fourth house. The fourth house is the house of home and family. And so the experience of home and family when Pisces is there can create a sense of security that may be confusing. Their experience of family members may not be accurate or as clear as, as it is for many of us. They may also feel a calling to make a sacrifice for their family, or they may find they have to let go of their family to move beyond their origins and, and become more, in, more universal in their way of finding security in their life. When the fifth house, the house of self-expression and creativity has Pisces on it, well, it creates a very creative and artistically talented person usually. Recreation and play often involves music and dance and art and theater, any activity which is uplifting and helps them to escape into a world of dreams or fantasy. Often, again, this is the house of love and romance. People with Pisces on their fifth house can be very romantic, but again, they've got to be very careful that they don't make too great a sacrifice for love. There is a distinct difference always between making a sacrifice and being the sacrifice. And that's a tricky thing for all of us at times, but especially when Pisces is involved. When Pisces is on the sixth house, the house of work, order, and lifestyle, their intuition and inspiration must be part of their work experience. No matter where they work or what they work at, anybody with Pisces on the sixth house will always have at least an unofficial job, and that job being they're the person people go to with their problems. They're like the confessor. They're like the therapist at work, and everybody relies upon them to help them. <laughs> so here the Pisces person with Pisces in the sixth house has to learn how to help just enough without becoming part of the problem. Okay, then we come to Pisces on the seventh house, the house of relationship and partnership. And here it says that it makes a person a very compassionate and loving partner. But they will find in their life until they figure this out, they may be drawn to two very different types of relationships. The good ones or the bad ones. <laughs> the, the good ones are the ones that lift you and your partner up into greater spiritual growth towards beauty and greater well-being. The negative relationships tend to come about because when, when that, that person's trying to be the rescuer or the rescued, either they see someone, they feel sorry for them and want to help them, or they're not feeling so good that day or that year or whatever, and they're looking for someone to rescue them. And when you start a relationship on that basis, it is almost impossible to work it back to balance and reciprocity. The key for people with Pisces on the seventh house is to share with their partners in spiritual and artistic endeavors and enjoy that growth of imagination and spiritual fulfillment. With Pisces on the eighth house, the house of unions, that can lead to some confusion or a lack of clarity about how we share and how we join and how we manage these joint resources. How do we distinguish between what is mine and what is yours and what is ours can become an issue. And therefore joining together should be focused upon spiritual and artistic projects, and that will help to keep things clearer. With Pisces on the ninth house, the pursuit of and practice of truth, which is, of course, this is the house of religion and philosophy and belief, will range far into the mystical or magical. 
there may be a need to travel or study for artistic or spiritual inspirational adventures. And often when the Pisces is on the ninth house, the person will have very meaningful and vivid dreams in their life. When Pisces is at the top of the chart in the 10th house, the midheaven, house of destiny and career, the person can feel again torn by career choices. Again, that bifurcation, duality or multiplicity comes in. And so in terms of which way to go, what to do, they may see this is an option and that is an option and they have to find their way. And what they do, they need to make an action, take an action based on faith, that I make a leap of faith to go into this thing. But often there is a sense of mission or calling that is central to their life or career. There's a sense that one must serve or sacrifice the self to some great cause. Often in their career, seership or vision is part of their calling. And they may often have a very intuitive knowing of what the public ne needs or what the public wants. Then with Pisces on the 11th house, the house of friendship and companionship, well, that can make the person very sentimental about friendship, and they'll often make great sacrifices for their friends. Um, there's a great enjoyment in spiritual and artistic activities with their friends and colleagues, too. Um, there, there is a need for discernment so they don't become a sacrifice for other people's dreams, like making other people's dreams come true, but their own dreams aren't coming true is something they have to be careful about. But they may join a group or a cause with a very deep spiritual, artistic, or humanitarian purpose. And finally, the 12th house. When Pisces is on the 12th house, there is a great need for time alone or apart from others in order to center oneself. Being alone is not being alone, it's being with oneself. It's an affirmative act. Pisces on the 12th house is not trying to get away from other people. They're trying to get with themselves. And as long as I have some time for that, for meditation, for centering, for contemplation, then they can move back in the relationships and all will be well. But if they are not given that space to sort through things, then it gets very confusing inside of them. They can't separate themselves from all that, that's around them. So they need this, in other, in other words, they need this time alone and apart to meditate, to contemplate, to center, to be clear about their own perceptions versus the influences that may be coming from others. Okay, well, I just wanted to go through that, that list there, that list of qualities and conditions of, of, uh, of, of Pisces being in, and the planets being in Pisces, and Pisces being on the 12 houses, to just sort of give you a, an understanding about how all this works and how these different influences play out in this wonderful world or field of astrology. So I have all a bunch of you here hanging on for some time. So I'm going to go in order as I always tend to do. So those who called first, I'm going to come to you. So here we go. And uh, again, if you want to talk about your own chart, um, please give me your information. If I already have your information, if you've called before, let me know that perhaps. Um, and if you haven't called before, I would need um, date and time and place, hopefully all those three things and give me your first name uh, so I can keep a, a record here or keep you, I know who I'm talking to. Uh, and so let's take up the first caller. So caller, you're on with Bill Atride. Who's this? Hello. Hi, Bill. This is Donna. And hi, this hi. is Donna. Hi. And I have called before. Uh, okay. Hi. hi. Let me just see if I can find you in my, my I've got what I've called my blog talk list of people. So are you the April 22nd, 54 person? Yes, I am. Oh, yes. At uh, okay. 2.50 p.m. I was born. Um, yeah, 2.50 p.m. Yep. Okay. What can I do well, for you? Well, you know, I was sitting in my meditation twice. I was sitting in my meditation doing my regular meditation, and twice a, a whisper came in so lovingly and said, it's coming soon. So oh. I'm expecting something this year. I don't know if it's a relationship, more money. I don't know, but maybe you could give me some insight. Well, okay. Well, let's see where we, <laughs> let's see where all our friends are moving in your chart. So I, I, I pull up your chart, then I look Thank at the, the progressions and transits and what have you. Um, well, certainly 
things have changed just recently because your progress moon, as we probably have spoken before, I guess, had been for the last several years, for almost three years, moving through your eighth house, which is the house of union and separation and joint ventures or breaking up joint ventures. Yeah. It's, a, it's a deep, deep time uh, of dealing with birth, rebirth and death. And, and, and people find it's hard to go through. But in the end, we come out of it having met some greater truth. And now with the moon in the ninth house, that is one thing that's coming to you now is now you can start to understand the story and tell your story and expand your consciousness and come to a greater understanding. You met the truth, but it was when you, when you meet it in the eighth house, you can't speak about it. It's, it just it overwhelms you. You just got to get through it. And now you come the, out the other side and you say, OK, now I can make sense of this and see what this all means. So um, I would say the primary thing is you're coming to a period where things are clearer in terms of what is my truth and what will guide me and what I need to guide me in my life at this time. But at the same time, if we're looking at your chart outwardly in terms of things coming to you, um, we, we might have mentioned this last time, but the big thing happening in your chart this year is that the plan you, you're finishing up with Uranus coming over your, your sun, but now the planet Neptune moving through Pisces is moving into your seventh house, yes, the house of relationship. And that means, Donna, something is coming when it comes to your experience of relationship. <laughs> now, that again, that doesn't mean necessarily a particular person. It could be my general experience of relationship is going to go through a spiritual quickening in terms of how I bring myself to relationship and how I offer myself in relationship and what's offered back to me is coming through a mechanism or medium that is far more meaningful or nuanced or beautiful than I've had perhaps ever in my life. Um, I, I can't promise what it brings. I can only promise that it's powerful. Um, and it, I would say to a person who's on the path and doing their work, this is a time where a dream may come true when it comes to one's dreams for relationship. Um, and so be be prepared for that. If one was in a relationship, it would require a quickening and moving into a new state of relationship. If one's not in a relationship, then a whole new kind of yeah. form, form of relationship is about to unfold here. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> all I know is, all I know is uh, this is pretty big stuff. I mean, you were born with Neptune um, as your rising planet. So it would always have made you a very intuitive person um, in your life. Yeah. Um, and, and so you're very sensitive and, and see more than many. And now that planet starting over there in your second house has come all the way around the heavens and is entering the upper half of your chart, moving into the seventh house. This is not just changing houses. It's changing hemispheres in the chart. So it really is quite a profound experience. Um, so something mysterious and magical not always easy to figure out exactly what's going on right away but something is coming and i think it's a spiritual awakening when it comes to relationship oh that's wonderful yeah because i i know something's coming and and i'm not in a relationship yeah so it very well could be that relationship that you see you yeah. know, something magical coming in and again I, I always would start with the experience that it's about me, not I mean not selfishly, but me in the sense that it's about my relationship to relationship is the first step that I'm coming to a new understanding about okay. that. And that is what's allowing for this new experience of relationship that it couldn't happen. It wouldn't happen if I was not growing and changing and developing. And so it may seem like this new group or person comes into my life and they change my life, which is true. But the greater truth is they came into my life because I'm going through this change. Okay. Yeah, you're the, sense. you're the and reality that's, it's, it's, yeah, you're going through this change. And so they're the person or persons who are coming is a confirmation of that change for you. Okay. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Can I just ask you real quick, will finances get better well you have uranus on your sun last last year and now it's going over your saturn so for both 18 and 19 you're getting shook up 
um, and are meant to be open to change because change is here, but it's often sometimes first comes as a shock, but that shock breaks us out of something more ordinary, conventional, or breaks us out of our fear so that things can flow again. So things are meant to be flowing again, but it first requires some kind of a shock to the system that you're undergoing in 18 and 19. Okay? Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you very much, Bill. <laughs> You're I very welcome. Thank okay. Thank you very much. Sure. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, caller. You're with Bill Atrod. Hi, Bill. Oh, who's this? Hi, Bill. This is Deanna. Hi, Deanna. I'm November 8th, and I want to say happy February birthday since I missed your last show. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was, it was it was a good it was a good birthday. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually take a few days, and I went to the Whitney. I did this. I did that. I had a lot of fun. Um, so that was that was really enjoyable. Thank you. I thought of you, you know, last week. But anyhow, um, I know that my seventh house is where Pisces is, and what I see in the chart is that it's the vortex at fourteen degrees one minute what does that mean um well i, I see i see um this deanna born 2 10 a.m in buenos aires right um yeah yeah so exactly. what you have a you have leo rising and that you then have aquarius setting and then you have the entirety of the sign of pisces inside your house of relationship and partnership and this this is called in astrology an interception, meaning when a when a when a sign is completely within a house, there's no house cusp entering into that sign. It's just a factor of where one is born. It means those energies in our life somewhat are held in abeyance or held back. Other things are doubled. In your case, it's Cancer and Capricorn are the doubled signs. Cancer on the 11th and 12th houses and Capricorn on the 5th and the 6th houses. And so when you have the interception, it means your access to that energy is somewhat requiring you first to work through the doubling of energies. What that means in this case is that when we look at relationship in your chart, you are looking for initially in relationships, an Aquarian relationship, to be with someone who's a friend and companion and it's very egalitarian and it's all about freedom is what is most important. The freedom to be myself, the freedom for you to be yourself is the be all end all. Yeah. But once you're in a relationship yeah. and this is what could cause some confusion is that once you're in a relationship, then you are looking for the Piscean experience of being at one with the person and joining with them completely. And so you get you could get confused or stuck between a relationship that is free and easygoing but lacks that deep oneness and commitment. And but then if you try to go for the oneness and commitment, then one or both of you feels that something is wrong and you pull away. So that your challenge is to find a way of doing both. That and the way to do both is to realize the only way to be free is to be totally committed to each other. <laughs> Meaning when we're one with each other, when someone I know is totally in love with me and has my back, they'll always be there for me. It frees me to be more myself. And so it isn't a choice between freedom and union. It's finding freedom through my union and being free through that union is the key. But initially it can be one or the other. And then I never find my peace. I am, I'm going from one thing to another, from a, a totally immersion relationship, but I lose myself or they lose themselves in me and we're not free to be ourselves. Or we're very, we're very, we're, we're companionable, we're friends, but I don't feel that commitment, that, that oneness. And your trick That's was... so far. And so your trick in life is to say, I want to have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> I, I want I want the mm -hmm. I want the freedom. I want someone to really get me, but I want them to be and I want to be to them and them to me totally in a union with one another, totally joined in a very romantic union too. I just I don't want just a friendship. I want a great love. Okay, mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. My question uh, is uh, still the same as. Uh, Several months ago, mm -hmm. 
I'm still looking for a home. You had told me that right around February things looked better, and I'm still floating. Well, the reason they were hopefully going to look better is because that progress moon was going to move out of your fourth house where it's been for the last three years, roughly, and would have been a time of, you know, making adjustments, maintaining adjustments, keeping adjusting in that realm of home and family and security and foundation. So that that indicator says that it's moved on now and says now what needs to be the focus is creativity and self-expression is what I need to be focusing my over my overarching focus needs to be on that now not that home's not important it remains important always of course but but i would say that now maybe to serve me or to help me find my home i need to be out there um and stretching myself as a leader and a creator in whatever way i can so whether it's in a in a very um, small way in terms of any activity i'm involved in 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 a job or volunteer organization by taking on a role of, of, of being a good example, a good leader, setting the right tone, that will pick, pick up other people's notice of me and then I'll find my way to some other kinds of support I might need, like a better secure home situation. Um, but I would have hoped it would have been more resolved or moving more towards resolution once that moon left. Um, but maybe this is the next step that's needed is I've got to, I've got to be proactive and get myself out there, um, demonstrating what I can do in my neighborhood, in my community, in my job, whatever, maybe this, this, the stage you're acting in or upon, I need to stretch myself now, show my, show my ability, show my responsibility and take that on. Okay. Thank you very much, Bill. I want to continue listening, and I'll talk to you next time you have a show, I hope. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, you're the next caller. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hi. This is Jessica. Um, I'll give you my birth information. Okay, okay. hold on one second. It's 716. Hold on. on. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Jessica, uh, it's 716. 77. Okay. And? And 7.12 p.m., New oh. York, New York. Okay, like me, New York. All right. Ah. Uh, yeah, were you born in New York Hospital or some other hospital in New York? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New York Hospital. Okay, okay me too. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so um, I have your chart here, July 16, 77, 7.12 p.m., which makes you, as you hopefully know or may know, that you're a Cancer with a moon in Leo and you have Capricorn rising. Is that all sounding familiar? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Can I ask you a specific question? Oh, sure, sure. Anything. Yep. Okay. So um, I'm having a lot of stuff come up about um, sort of like being vulnerable and like trusting that people are going to like, when I'm making an offer out into the world, as far as like with business, that people are going to take me up on it and like just learning how to receive better rather than just give, give, give constantly giving information. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be coming up a lot over the last, like maybe two days, something seemed to shift and I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this. I don't even know what to do to sort of fix it. I'm <laughs> just sort of watching it. So oh, okay. So any it... guidance you have around that, as far as what is, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, just anything around that. So, I've had a kind of. Okay, so this hasn't been an ongoing yeah. issue or a long-term thing. It's just something you've noticed just recently that you're grappling with. Um, or it yeah, ha- I mean, well, obviously I've been doing it my whole life, but now it's coming up to like sort of change the dynamics. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, let me let me go to back. not be like this anymore. Okay, let me just go back to your chart. Well, again, you you may be aware that you have all but two planets on your right-hand side which is the side of other and the left-hand side is the side of self and when you have that many planets dominant on the right side you're very involved with other people and very helpful to other people but that's the problem sometimes is you that's overdone (laughs) meaning it's all about them and nothing's nobody's on my side of the equation and i have to be mindful of that that i don't and again cancers are known for this being a super nurturer and being very giving but not as good at 
setting up the circumstances of reciprocity and being also good at receiving. So it's better to be a giver than a taker. Um, but again, it's not when it's no longer functional or sustainable by someone such as yourself, uh, by anybody, by the, for that matter. Um, in terms of why now, why it may be an issue right now or why you're more aware of it right now, I would probably point to the fact that your progressed moon, which is this inner measure of time, has just moved into your second house. That is the house of values, resources, my talent and ability, my money and income. And when the moon's there, it says, I need to look again at my value, the value of me, um, and, and come to better understand this and, and, and relate to it. And, and by doing so, I'll know that I have within myself amazing capacities to be or do anything, right? We're, we're, we're more aware and more powerful than we realize. But we just haven't tapped into it. But if we aren't, don't have that secure within ourselves, then we too often look for outside validation or confirmation of our worth, which we then keep on going back for rather than just owning it and having it. So this is your time to reassess. What do I have? What is it that gives me value? What are my strengths and abilities? To be comfortable in that and to rightly value that as I deal with any other in my life. Um, and it's not that they're not valuing me correctly, but I might be or taking advantage of me, taking too much and not returning enough. But I have to see that in some way this would not be happening unless I set this up as a process. That the part I can control is me, and I need to rightly offer what I wish to offer in the measured way I can, but be very clear about what it is I need in return. It might just be a thank you, or it might be compensation, <laughs> whatever. But in terms of these exchanges, um, this is this is where you you might say you're tested in life you've got your saturn by birth in the house of unions how we join with other people and in any union any joint venture whether it's a contract in business a partnership in relationship or marriage we all give up things to be and work or or live with one another but they're things we should never surrender or give up to be true to ourselves and so that's part of your test is knowing what in me is negotiable and what is non-negotiable and but it's not a fixed thing right sometimes i'm willing to give up this and it's fine but now i need that so it's a, it's constantly being assessed but there are certain things that should be absolutely inviolate that never i never surrender this because then i'm surrendering me but often in a deal i'm in with somebody i find as i'm going through it with them oh i can give up this because look what i'm getting now so it's like it's an ongoing process but this is where you're tested in life your test in life is the test of union. And that means you need to not divide from yourself, but be true to your own values, but also realize the only way to do anything meaningful in my life is to join with others in a, in a conscious way, uh, honoring my values, but also growing my values in combination with them. Okay? Um, mm -hmm. So, so and so right yeah, now... because I was... Um... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just taking all that in because uh, the conscious union really rings for me. I mean, I went through a period that I withdrew from, like, sharing my gifts with the world. So I stopped writing blog posts. I stopped writing, doing videos because I felt like I was giving so much and then I wasn't being compensated uh, enough financially. And so I, I got, you know, bitter, resentful, and I withheld because... Right. I just thought I was maybe giving everything for free. Right. And that didn't expand my world. And then I wasn't <laughs> right. really doing anything that I enjoyed. So now I've been, and that wasn't making me money either. You know, I was trying sure. to withhold because maybe that'll be the way to make money, more money. Right. And now I've opened up recently and I'm like, now I'm sharing, sharing, sharing all again, like I used to. And then these like sort of fears are coming up of like, you're sharing too much, or maybe I am, or, you know, you need people to sign up for this event or that event or this class or whatever that you're doing. And I'm not sure of like what that formula is, but I guess you're saying, well, I don't know. I guess I have to maybe pace myself as far as what I'm sharing and not sharing. I'm not. I'm still kind of confused by it. Right. Again, I I, I would oh, say no. that. Yeah, I would say that um, with the 
with the moon now just entering, I mean, the moon rules cancer, in, but the progressed moon rule is a, an indicator for everybody in their chart of where developmental energies are occurring that we should be open to making changes. It literally just entered your second house. So the last few years, the question for Jessica was, who am I? And what do I call myself? And I was, you were reconfiguring what's on your business card. And when people ask you in the elevator, what, who are you? What's your pitch? What do you say you are? Whatever it might be. Now, and you've hopefully addressed fleshing out who am I? But now the question before mm -hmm. you for the next three years is what am I? What are my strengths? What are my values? How do I correctly relate to that? And then share that and build that in the world. You're going to find you enter this period in one kind of economic life and lifestyle. And when it's all done in three years, you'll look back and say, wow, did my life change in terms of how I value myself, what I put out there, what I receive back and how I save or, or spend it. It's all changed. So your economic life is the focus now. And, you're, and, you're, mm. and, and right now you need to flex your muscles and see how you could do things as you've been doing it and or differently and plug that all in it again with your moon in Aquarius also because it's it's in Aquarius now for another year um, that is the sign of companionship and friendship and communities and groups which means um, we are our network <laughs> and so I know when I started my blog I had no intention of this I just wanted to start writing because I was, had a writer's block so I started writing the blog and then I began the radio show I had no idea what would happen to my career it always been going at, at a nice pace, but all of a sudden it just exploded and I've never been busier. And I don't ask for anything mm. in the blog or the radio show. I just do it. But because of the nature of what I do, people hear what I do and how I do it. They read my writing and how I write and they're interested and they, they seek me out and want to come for readings. So my my I always had a good client base, but it's exploded even more reaching into new corners it wouldn't have reached just by it was all by word of mouth so far um for the most part so i would say the same thing for you you are your network of course and you want to contribute to the network and grow your visibility and then whatever it is you offer as a service you have to just make that evident to people that you know you could do this with me and i can do this for you as well but you know i would certainly say you have to put things out there in some form or fashion, just to show that you are contributing to the communities you belong to, whether they be virtual or literal in your neighborhood, um, and people come to see and value that voice, that, that knowledge, that contribution you're making, and then they may want to have a more personal or, or, or contractual relationship with that if you're offering a service for them. That's how you would grow your business. Um, so you know you can't you can't yeah, grow it by know, whole. Just, just sort of a devil's advocate with that. Yeah. I mean, you don't see lawyers or doctors like doing that blogging thing or whatever like spiritual people do. Um, you know, what I'm saying I, like you're saying contributing to the. Well, they they whatever, they they, they, they know, it's the it's again like me. It was all by most people find lawyers, doctors, astrologers like me. It's all by word of mouth. It's all by recommendation, and so you grow your network, and so it's yeah it's like circles because like waves going out in a pond wider and wider circles. And so you have to have a certain critical mass of people, enough people knowing about you and knowing about your work that it then takes off. And that, that happened for me years ago. I'm just saying by the blogging, it's just changed the nature of the circles and how they radiate out. It didn't, it made it a little bigger and, and, and wider. And so it's, there is more work and it, I'm grateful for that but it still would have been there and viable without that. So it's not like it's necessary to do it and you shouldn't do it unless you enjoy doing it. If you enjoy contributing as a writer or speaker or holding workshops or whatever people, you should do it because it makes you happy, not because you think it's gonna make you money. The object should not be making mm -hmm. money, it should be fulfilling your purpose and finding self-fulfillment and then the money will follow. If the objective is something outside of yourself, like just having more dollars, then that could be itself a self-limiting factor in my understanding of the way these things work. So you mm -hmm. can you can be building up a very powerful position here and, and be a power to the extent that you exercise and reveal your power is what I would say you should do. Okay? Mm. 
Okay, Jessica. Okay. Thank I got you. I got to go to the next yeah, person, but yeah, but much. stay in touch and you can you can okay, call him again. You. Okay, sure. Bye. Okay, great. Bye. Hello, caller. You've been holding on for a long time. Who's this? Hello. Joyce. Who's this? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hello. Yes. Who is Hello. this? What What's your name? Joyce. Joyce. Okay. Joyce, J O Y C E. Yes, yeah, got, I got it now. It was, it was, it was the 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 message or the the sound was sort of uh, staticky or something. Do have you called before, Joyce? Yes. Okay, let me look. Look, let me look you up. Are you the October eighth, nineteen forty-two? That's me. Okay. No one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what can I do for you, Joyce? Well, uh, first of all, I'm going to make an appointment with you. Uh, other than that, it's been a tough year, and I have uh, uh, suffered a lot of depression, and I'm not usually a depressed person. Mm. I have a friend who I see his uh, rising sign is Pisces, uh-huh. and uh, I'm at a crossroads, mostly because of my age, mm. and I'm going... I don't know, you know, which direction to go with this, because it's a joy in my life, but uh, I don't know, Bill. I just don't know anymore which way to turn, because okay. my husband is very elderly, uh-huh. and he's probably going to go soon. Okay. And I don't know where that leaves me. Oh, and, and again, so that so you're saying... That that's the relationship you're talking about, or you have another relationship with a Pisces? No, I have another friend, but oh. he's very young. Oh, okay. So, so and I, you, you, you happen you happened to be uh, talking about the Pisces? Yes. And his rising sign is, is Pisces. Pisces, right? Friend. Okay. Friend. Okay. And yeah, and so and, and so yeah, and you have um, in your in your chart. Um, you have cancer as your seventh house sign. Um, so your experience of relationship in your life is also watery, meaning that you see relationship fundamentally as we care for one another. We're here to care for one another and nurture one another. But, but also, you know from your chart, I'm assuming, with all those planets gathered in your eighth house, um, the experience of right. bir- of birth and rebirth and of death in your life is the most profound experience you will ever go through. Um, and so it's something that will mark you in this lifetime time and time again. Um, right now, um, there's probably a transition or change coming up in relationship, but it's probably another eight or nine months out when the moon progresses into your seventh house from the sixth and that means there is a change coming for you in your experience of relationship but probably more towards the end of this year um and it will be significant it would be like doors opening and closing in regard to relationships i think at that time okay okay i can uh, i can understand that okay i would like to know about my uh, my uh, excuse me, younger friend, sure. who is also an Aquarian. Oh, they're Aquarius. With, him, but, okay, they're Aquarius. His moon is Aquarius. Uh-huh. His moon is Capricorn, and his rising is Pisces. And right. I have to kind of be careful not to hurt his feelings a lot. Okay. Do you have his birth date information with you? It's. I don't have the year. I I don't have the time. It's January 30, 1965. Illinois. Okay, and you don't have the time, but you do know for some reason that they they have Pisces rising, though. Some they knew they knew that or something. Yeah. Okay, because that would be that would you know that I mean I mean obviously you only get a rising sign when you have a time of birth. So, given Pisces is rising, they're born in the very right after dawn because they're Aquarius. So, um, so just looking at their chart. they're Aquarius. You say they have Pisces rising. You have it. I, I have them. You probably have it. Oh, okay. Well, well, we can. Well, then you mm-hmm. can call. We can. We can talk on the phone then later, or you can call me for an okay. appointment then. But what oh. is your what is your question about them right now then? 
90 seconds. The change, you said, is probably eight to nine months ahead. Yeah. So uh, that's it. I, I, it's like uh, you you made me a walk, complimentary aquarium for some reason, and I'm walking between two worlds. Right. Uh, it's like everything is in um, in chaos. Well, okay, okay. Trying to clean out. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I keep trying to clean out. Yeah, yeah. Sixty seconds. Well, again, because you are born with Uranus as your rising planet, and it it lines up well with your sun. That's why I said you're an honorary Aquarian, and you'll always do well with other air signs like an Aquarius. So that would provide a connection between your two charts that's quite profound because your sun's at 11 or 14, 15 of Libra. Theirs is at 10, 11 of Aquarius. So you're you're going to find a very strong connection to one another for that very reason. Um, and all their planets in Capricorn, especially their Venus and their Mercury, are right there on your ascendant. So there are some very strong connections between your two charts here. But we can take a look okay. at this in a private session then later. So contact me, email me, and we'll get Ten that set up. Because the show is over, I apparently. The, <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I just call the number? Yeah, you can just call, um, can I just n- call the phone number. Yeah, yeah, my phone number, the 646 number, and, and or you can email me, okay? Uh, uh, not the 516. Uh, no, 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 no. That's That number is the guest calling. You have to call my actual number. Oh. Okay. Okay. Which which All you right. can find by uh, if you've talked to me before, it'll be the same number, um, and I can look you up uh, and send you an email again. But your but I'm, my numbers are probably visible on the on my blog sites and or my Facebook page. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm you, not really good at the computer. Okay, Bill. But you can do you, it. Okay, you it. find you find I'll me, and, I, and I'll look up you too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. Joyce. Nice, to, n- nice talking Thanks. to you. Uh, okay, bye. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.